You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Well, surprise, it's not Richard today. It's uh, Paul Roberts, the engineer and every man, the uh, person behind the board most times here. Rick couldn't make it today. He's actually at uh, an event elsewhere and uh, got hung up, so he asked me to fill in. And I am thrilled to be able to do so uh, when we hear, when I introduce our guest, I'll explain why. But before I do, let me just remind you that uh, Critical Mass for for Business is a radio show that produced by Rick Franzi and really focuses on local businesses here in Orange County to give them an opportunity to tell everybody what they're about, find out more what they're doing, and specifically to understand, to learn from them, to to understand how they're handling the challenges of business today. Lord knows there's lots of them. Rick runs uh, CEO peer groups, and so as such, he believes deeply in the power of peer learning, and therefore he's always trying to learn from the experiences of others. So today, we're very pleased to have somebody who I think can help us in that quest to learn about business here. We have uh, Talia Hart from the, the President CEO of the Irvine Chamber of Commerce. Welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon. And did I say that right, Talia? You did. Talia with two L's. Two L's, yep. Okay. Thank you. What were your parents thinking? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't they have gone with Jen or something? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, as the president and CEO of the Irvine Chamber of Commerce, just around the corner, how close is Irvine to the South Coast Plaza here? Let's see. We're, we, I know we Santa actually, Ana and, and uh, Costa Mesa are across the street from each other, but where does Irvine start? See, here? that's what you say, but we, we consider this the greater Irvine region. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, well, you're thinking big here. (laughs) Well, it's obviously paid off because under your leadership, a number of innovative programs have been implemented, I'm told, and the membership has expanded to over 800 members. Is that a typo or is that correct here? No, that's correct. What in the world did you do to attract 800 members to your chamber here? Well, it just provided really uh, good content programs, services, things that are relevant, and a good return on investment for businesses here in Irvine and throughout Orange County. So you're not giving out free donuts or something else? We do that on occasion as well, (laughs) yes. But um, no, we have a real good myriad of programs that uh, really we find that people need, and we go out and ask our members also every year what types of things they're looking for so we can provide those things to help their businesses succeed. What's the typical size of most? other chambers here in the county it can't be that big anaheim's around the same size and then okay. the other chambers probably have anywhere from two to six hundred members okay. just depending on their membership yeah but we have a larger employee base although we have 800 members we probably represent uh, you know hundreds of thousands of employees yeah because you've got let's talk about some of the corporations that sit within irvine city limits here you've got some huge ones right Oh, yeah. Give us give us a couple of them here, the names we'd know. So we have Edwards Life Science, right. Taco Bell, Yum Brands, Kia Motors, uh, Zillow. So, Kia, that's right. I forgot yeah. Kia's here. Okay, yeah. all right. We have several um, that are participants of the Irvine Chamber. We've and got the Irvine Company, of course. Irvine Company, mm-hmm. Zillow, uh, mm-hmm. as you mentioned that. That's certainly taken off. So you've got all these big companies. Why do you think they're uh, situated here in Orange County and in Irvine in particular here. What attracts them here? Uh, Really, we talk a lot about the address. We are very fortunate to have a lot of industry clusters here that really attract people. Besides, we have the services and the workforce because we have such a well-educated workforce, and a lot of companies are attracted to that. They want to be around similar, passionate, excited, and successful companies. So they tend to uh, go where their peers are, where they can also receive resources, and we sort of are a 411 for those businesses. What do you think about UC Irvine? Have they become a draw for the region here, too? They've certainly grown grown in size and importance since I remember way back when. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they seem to be, well, I'll give you an example. Things They're doing things that I wasn't aware of. They have an, entre- is it like an entrepreneurship center or something? Mm-hmm. They, they have an innovation so. lab over there. And one of the things that they're really talking about is virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's where you put on the goggles and you feel like you're in Star Trek here. You feel like you're in the holodeck. You feel like you're in an alternate u- uh, universe here. And this could be the next big thing, one of many big things coming down the pike here. And it was, uh, people are saying that Orange County may in fact become one of the hubs for this. Why? Because the most successful uh, eyeglass piece uh, hardware was created here. A young kid named Palmer Lucky 
That's his real yeah. name. He's on the cover of Time magazine this week, for those of you who are doing this in the uh, middle of August in 2015, for those of you listening later. And a homeschooled kid comes up with this crazy contraption, starts shopping it around. Some VR, uh, some uh, angel investor sees this thing, quits his job and says, I'm going all in on this. And along comes uh, Oculus mm-hmm. here in Orange County. gets bought by $3.5 billion, I think, by uh, uh, Facebook. Yeah. And so the fact that that started here, and you have the gaming industry. The, yeah, um, the blizzards. Blizzards and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So the people who are most likely to use this right off the bat are centered here. And I went to UC Irvine to see a virtual the first virtual reality conference i think held in orange county it was amazing uh do you see that as a potential driver is that just a a one is that just a dream that uh might happen someday oh no that's a driver that's exactly what you see is you see these tech companies that are coming up with all of these new innovative products um there's one there's a member of ours called eon reality Hmm. and they do these virtual technology for training services as well so um, yeah uci is good at bringing those together that that was your first question there and they're one of the top employers of course in the county and in irvine and we have a great partnership with them but no, I see a lot of these startups that are even right here in this very building, and they really grow and develop. They end up making this their home because they have partnerships here already. They right. have ex- relationships, yeah, partnerships, exactly. and and a, and, a, and an educated the kind of workforce they're looking for. It's it's what Silicon Valley claims to you know draw upon all the time. So that right. synergy of having engineers and programmers exactly. and, and uh, bankers and all the stuff who understand the industry. So let's talk about some of the other drivers. VR is, I think, one of the least understood, but I mm-hmm. think potentially one of the biggest uh, explosions here in the county. Uh, what other ones? Life, you mentioned Edwards Life Sciences. How mm-hmm. about medical devices? I didn't know there were so many co- yeah. in this county until we started this uh, station a couple of years ago and they started coming through here. Yeah, that's one of our top industry clusters is medical devices. And they're working on everything that you can imagine. Heart valves, artificial mm-hmm. knees, all sorts mm-hmm. of crazy things. Little, There was some, but it came to one of Rick's uh, um, events. He does an event twice a year, these executive conferences, and I sat next to a woman. And it was like something that injected some insulin directly into you. It was something that was embedded into your body, and it had injected mm-hmm. a certain dose on a regular basis. You didn't have to stick a needle in your arm. It just did this on a regular basis. Yeah, and we have all kinds of those businesses. In fact, Kimberly Clark has a pain management branch of it, and they moved to Irvine about, I think, two, three years ago, and they have an actual self-administrative pain pump. So See, after your wow. surgery, you put that in, and you, you self-distribute your pain medication. See, so, so that's new as well. I don't think that the country realizes I didn't realize. I'd lived in Orange County since the 90s. I wasn't, I guess I fell into the trap that we all did. The typical brand. It was a glorified uh, surf and sun uh, <laughs> suburb of Los Angeles here. That is certainly not true anymore. We have our own brand. We have our own identity. But it still kind of suffers from all those TV shows, doesn't it? The- uh, yeah, it does a little bit. But that's all part of the branding. I mean, the great thing is, even if you're a person that watches the TV shows and you're you're engaged and excited about the area, you come out to visit and then you find out all these other wonderful things. And that's why we have companies moving here. We're able to retain companies here and then we end up attracting new companies. So and that's, it's all for the better. That's different. You know, that's been a subject of business discussion for some time here in Southern California. Certainly those who, are, those who come on our show every week and bemoan the fact that, you know, we have higher taxes and higher regulations than Texas or right. other places. And then and the governor of Texas loudly says he comes and visits mm-hmm. Southern California all the time trying to poach businesses and occasionally gets one or two of them here. Um, how do you hold and retain people? And it's expensive to live here. It is expensive to live here. But it's all about lifestyle and choices. And I'll tell you right now, if someone, even if they're getting incentives, their company, it's just like you said with Silicon Valley. If they're a tech company and they want to be around a certain cluster of tech companies, Mm -hmm. they're going to go where they are. And for us, it's very, it's an easy sell because the company comes out here. Typically, the upper management will choose where they want people to be located and live. Mm -hmm. So they're going to pick a place like Orange County that's beautiful that has amazing schools, and particularly Irvine. We have the number one schools in the nation. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about it. we got to take a quick commercial break and uh, okay. pay the bills. Well, I want to come back and talk about the the, the benefits of Irvine here, uh, so I think you have many. Uh, right after this, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, 
was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Are you looking for your successor? Someone as dedicated and experienced in their field as you? Executives Unlimited delivers the top executive talent you need for your company's long-term success. 98% of our clients re-engage us for additional hires, and over 90% of the executives placed by us since 2007 are still in their positions or have been promoted. That's twice the industry's average retention rate. How do we do this? Dedication. Executives Unlimited believe success isn't success until it's long-term. Call us to invest in your long-term success. 562-627-3800 or visit us at executivesunlimited.com. Let our long-term success leverage yours. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. All right, we're back with Talia Hart, President CEO of the Irvine Chamber of Commerce, and we're talking all things Irvine here. We, let's just finish up our thoughts here. We rattled off three or four real quickly, what would you call them, drivers of the economy here, things that we're becoming known for. Certainly, it, yeah, there is a big surfwear industry and surf and clothing industry. The the uh, A lot of the brands are here. Uh, and if they're not, they're nearby. Oakley Sunglasses and Tustin and other sorts of things. That's still a driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've uh, got these other emerging technology things. And I don't think people in the rest of the country realize how technology-driven this economy is. We talked about uh, gaming, which may have given birth to virtual reality. We mm-hmm. talked about medical devices. Here's another one that, that occurs to me that, that people wouldn't associate here, and that's the automobile industry. Mm-hmm. There's an awful, you rattled off a Kia, Hyundai, uh, Hyundai. Um, for a while Lincoln Mercury was here, and I guess they moved back to Detroit, but uh, some of their brands were here right. and whatnot. And all the design studios. Yeah, Toyota Materials was here. I mean, we had, and especially in and around Orange County, we yeah. had some very innovative um, so what is it? That you wouldn't think of the automobile industry being here, but it's not the manufacturer that they're doing here. Mm-hmm. It's the futuristic thinking. The mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's in the water or or the sun or the. I th- I think it is kind of a combination of who it attracted here. But we seem to have a very innovative group of entrepreneurs here. And Ford basically admitted that a number of years ago. They said, you know, if we want to compete in the 21st century, we got to be where the the ideas are percolating. Not I'm sorry to say Detroit, where I grew up. And where the auto industry was, uh, you know, hammered and still still holds on back there. But I, I think there's something different out here. Do, am I just imagining that, or is there something different in the air and the atmosphere here? No, you're not imagining it. This is an incredibly innovative hub. But like we spoke about before, that's what happens. When you get one group of innovation to go to a certain place, they want to be around their peers. Right. So you start seeing that, and they start building these own clusters and their own identity. So um, I know the mayor himself likes to call this the tech vine and the uh, tech, Irvine What tech does he call it? The Tech Vine. Yes. Okay, all right. We've got to come up with a name like that. That's what we're missing. Uh, Silicon, <laughs> uh, Santa Monica's trying to call themselves Silicon Beach, and other mm-hmm. places have tried to come up with variations of uh, Silicon something or yes. Tech something or whatever. We need something like that. We do have a big uh, venture capital group. So we've got Tech Coast Angels mm-hmm. and uh, and the Tech Coast Venture Network, both of which have been on this, these shows at different times here. So there's money to be had. But part of the problem that people say is that we don't seem to have a central nexus like they do in 
Boston or like they do even in Silicon Valley. We're a little spread out here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that works against us in creating these kinds of innovation centers and hubs? Not necessarily because I think you're starting to see some of that here. For example, uh, the Irvine company worked with a group called Evo Nexus hmm, that was just that. recently, yeah. yes, brought to the UCI Research Center, mm-hmm. and they are a great platform for um, entrepreneurial companies that mm-hmm. are looking to expand and hopefully stay within Irvine in this area. But you are surrounded by the venture, you're surrounded by the right people to get you to talk to the right people, by the finance, the bankers. So we have it all right here in Orange County. I just don't think that we had. Uh, marketed it and developed it as exclusively as some of the other areas, but so you're what seeing you, a lot more. What do you now. guys do? You just focus on Irvine, but do you cooperate with Anaheim Chamber and other sorts of things to create more of a regional identity, or are you just focused on building Irvine? Well, our first responsibility is to focus on Irvine, but we have a lot of regional partnerships. We work closely with the OCBC. We work closely with the South Orange County and North Orange County Chambers. We've done several events together and participated on things. We've worked with both the ports, especially from our international perspective, Mm -hmm. for import-export opportunities. And uh, we, we work quite a bit with everyone from around all of California. I was surprised at how much import-export goes on here because even though we're, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes from the port, we're not that far away from both ports next to each other, I thought that would sort of stick around Long Beach, but it seems to have drifted south. And you seem to Mm -hmm. be doing a lot of import-export, not the warehousing so much, that's more out in the Inland Empire, but the companies, the corporate headquarters here. Talk about that. Why here and where does that heading in the future? Import-export, is that that a big future? It's a big topic. Uh, We discuss it on our international committee and our task force that work closely with everybody engaged in the community. But it's because a lot of companies that exist here are importing or exporting goods and you know, services. So, well, not services, but more so goods. President Obama set that as a priority, and and uh, the challenge was to double exports in ten years, which I think they're close to doing if they haven't already done. And yet, even at the federal level, we've we've we, ha- we happen to be privileged that we do an import export show, and we've had a couple of the assistant secretaries of commerce on for different departments. And even they say they do kind of a lousy job of t- explaining this to the world. I don't think people realize how much we are exporting, mm-hmm. not just importing. We know how much we're Correct. importing all the time from China, where they're making stuff and we're buying it. But we are exporting a lot of uh, particularly this high-tech stuff, medical devices and mm-hmm. other sorts of things here. Um, again, is it just a marketing challenge or, or is that unnecessary at this moment because those who need to know know when they're all coming here anyway? No, I think it is partially marketing, but it's only because it's been just new to being discussed in public, like on things like this, on radio shows, mm-hmm. to be um, to have the exposure that we have had in the recent years has been incredibly impactful. And now you're seeing that these companies actually are going, oh, okay, we, you know, we, we understand that there's a lot of export going out of here. We're working with the Irvine Chamber and other partners that work on these kind of initiatives. Mm-hmm. We're getting people from Korea to work on free trade. I mean, we're getting all mm-hmm. of these delegates that come in, and they're really leaning towards communities like Irvine that understand and have an international presence. I was surprised to find out that the um, United States Department of Commerce has a field office here in Irvine here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Mayfield. Yes, uh, we work closely been, with them. And they've been on the show a couple times, and it's like, wow. I mean, that says it. They could put that field office anywhere here. Right. And they chose to put it in your city here. This doesn't sound like my grandfather's chamber anymore. Here, where <laughs> we just get together and we, there's a handful of old, I won't say I was going to use the word OF here. Old old fogies that get together, <laughs> or, or a stronger term, and you know, sort of a network and hang out, and we do little fundraisers or something. This seems to be more than that kind of thing. Talk about what chambers have turned into today here, like yours. Yeah, chambers have really evolved over the years, and they need to with the type of climates that they're in. They need to be influential. They need to be working on advocacy. They need to be representing the interests of business, and those are the types of things that we try to do. Uh, There are certain communities that maybe their clientele is more just in need of marketing or networking, but you really have to encompass all of it. Uh, People, when they join, they want to see a return on investment, just like any of us 
us when we join the gym or we join other things. Exactly, we want right. to know what we're going to get out of it. And there's other ways to network. You said I'm, young people say, well, if I just mm-hmm. want to network, heck, I'll go on LinkedIn or I'll go to some uh, periodic networking group, of which there are many out there. Right. I don't necessarily need to join the chamber to do The original purpose was to bring the merchants together mm-hmm. and to maybe they'd help each other, maybe they'd do some cross promotions or they'd support each other and there was some idea of just everybody forming some sort of community and networking thing now you're actually you mentioned the word advocacy i mean do you actually go out and work with some business wants to come in town and they're trying to figure out how to navigate the permitting process Uh, is that something they would turn to you for or are you sort of like free uh, outside consultants for them here yeah absolutely any business uh, which is why all member businesses should be members of the chamber we, we advocate for all business so if someone has an issue or question or for instance um, i'm sure you read a little bit about the hostile takeover and what happened with allergan yes we wrote letters and support because they're a huge part of our community i'm glad you brought it up i wasn't going to go there but allergan's <laughs> a huge company and yeah that was a real uh, a real concern for many let's put mm-hmm. it that way here yeah important part of our climate important part of our community and that's one of the industries that's thriving here Mm -hmm. exactly so do you have i know we do a show here with the accoc the association of california cities and they have a public policy and outreach thing you mentioned uh uh, the um orange county uh, uh, business council uh lucy dunn who's been on a number of our shows here they have their piece of the puzzle do you overlap what they do? Do you complement what they do? Where do you fit into that puzzle of of ABC organizations here? Sure, and the two you mentioned, we're part. You know, we partner on uh, things with all the time. But our first and uh, our first initiative is really to work on things with inside the city. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're advocating for is the city of Irvine. But it extends far beyond that because we have to look at state, local, and federal legislation because that's all of what impacts our members. Exactly. Especially some of these larger members who are exporting or have manufacturers in, in other countries. So do you have a legislative arm? Are you watching things coming down the pike in Sacramento or mm-hmm. at other places? And then if I'm a member, I find out, hey, something's going to change here folks like for example this is a silly example but it's one that just struck me you know we're all aware of bruce jenner and his uh <laughs> transgender moment here i still i'm still trying to wrap my head around i mean god bless him for coming out and doing this but wow what a surprise just when i th- didn't think i could be surprised anymore and so now he's got a reality show and we're all watching this journey and all of a sudden i fill out some form online the other day and instead of it saying male or female check one it says what sex do you identify? How do you self-identify? Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that's going to be the next change. Every HR person in town is going to have to say it's not just biologically are you male or female. There's a chance you're in transition or you see yourself differently or whatever. So let's just say, well, how do you self-identify? I'm sure, I don't think that's a mandatory change at this moment, but there are those kinds of things coming out all the time, and I can't believe how many of them affect small businesses and they must just be caught all the time Mm -hmm. change uh we had somebody on talking about workplace rules and that's one that i think very few small businesses or even big businesses understand you got to take mandatory breaks and if you don't they can come back and sue you for years and years and years and all these kinds of issues so do you have advocacy forums and events and or do you just send out newsletters how do you inform your members of what's happening Uh, all of the above but we do have a government affairs committee and a legislative affairs committee which look at these initiatives and that may impact all of us um, in business and so our job is to inform educate and advocate for the members on those specific things that you're pointing out but uh they have to be is something that definitely impacts business but we have a lot of policy wonks a lot of incredibly smart talented people around the table and they look at these issues and help make the best decision for all of our members at large so this isn't just ribbon cutting anymore here this isn't just coming out and taking a picture at your business and putting it in the newsletter it sounds like there's a lot more involved these days no there's definitely a lot more that's a small portion of it and i think still an important component because this is a community-based organization but we definitely do much more than ribbon cuttings. All right. Well, we're going to come back and talk about that much more right after we take a break for our next round of commercials. Stick around. We'll tell you how chambers of commerce are evolving in the 21st century here. Wow. Marketing predictions are out for 2015, and marketing success is changing. 
Did you know that Google is now actively tracking your business and personal brand and online reputation? Online and offline marketing has changed. Google is driving more than 85% of your traffic. And if your brand is inconsistent or has poor mobile usability, your rankings and traffic can suffer in 2015. To learn how your business is currently viewed and what can be done to improve your brand's visibility and authority, contact SunUp Group for a free marketing analysis. It could be a business game changer. Visit www.sunupgroup.com today or call 877-609-3840, extension 700. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Math for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmathforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based TN Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tnco.me. All right, this hour is just flying by here, but there's so much more to talk about. We talked about some of the drivers of growth here in Orange County and the kind of uh, things that we're becoming known for here. And we've started to talk a little bit about how chambers fill that role for information. I'll just disclose that a couple of years ago, before I got back into radio, 100 years ago I was in radio, and then came out to California and got involved in entertainment, PR. I handled Johnny Mathis and Anthony Quinn, a bunch of people, as I say all the time. People now, my daughter says, are they still alive? (laughs) And a lot of them aren't, but anyway. And then I got into traditional PR, moved to Orange County, and, uh, and really this grew out of that experience because people wanted to tell their own story, and we started doing podcasting, and suddenly I thought, wow, this is powerful. And Orange County does doesn't have much of its own media here because we still live under the umbrella of Los Angeles. Most of the media is up there. So what do you think about that? How do you tell your story here in Orange County? We have the register, but Mm -hmm. God knows where it's going again here. It looks Mm -hmm. like it's headed towards bankruptcy a second time. Um, The Business Journal, but they seem to have kind of a limited focus. We have no radio. We have no TV here other than our attempt here at OC Talk Radio to fill that void. How, How do you tell your story here locally? How do you get information out? Well, I think you do it by a multitude of different avenues. And basically, you know, a couple of the things that you already spoke of, yes, people do use those. People also utilize the podcasts and things that we were talking about earlier. People utilize social media platforms like YouTube. People put out certain, you know, letters online and think content that is informational. Mm -hmm. And then also you have just the face-to-face. I mean, although like Irvine in specific is is a population of over 200,000, you have those community meetings that you still need to get to and be at and be present and be introducing what you're working on. Right, can't all be virtual. Exactly. And there's things like the Chamber of Commerce that brings everyone together. So we've got 28 CEOs of different corporations sitting around one table and they're talking also about things that are going on as well as things like our Mayor Chamber Advisory Committee and other avenues where we're all educating and engaging other people within the community. So maybe it's a chance for smaller businesses to meet not just people like them and, and learn from them, as Rick's always saying in this show, learn from the experiences of others, but maybe some bigger businesses, too, that where you can benefit from those kinds of associations and, and meeting those people. Where else can I sit down with the CEO of Allergan or somebody? I don't know, whoever's right. on your board, right. board. Where else can I run into these people? I, I just don't run in those circles enough mm-hmm. here. So let's talk specifically about, I really think that's an interesting topic, how chambers 
have changed or are being forced to change Mm -hmm. in a world where we're all asked to join lots of things and after a while you say why am i joining these things what do i get out of them what do they get out of being in the chamber Give us, give us your ad here. What are, oh, my gosh. They get so much out of being in the chamber, but it, it's hard to say where to start because each member is different. Each member needs a different service, and right. each member has a different need. So what resources are available to them once they join the chamber? What kind of things can they tap into? We have events, programs, services. Um, just like you were mentioning, where else do you get to hear a CEO? We've had a program called Legends and Leaders for a long time, hmm. and that we've had uh, Vizio come in, uh, Brinkman. We've had Wahoos come in. Mm-hmm. Um, Wing, uh, We've Lam. had both of them yeah. on the show. We had Wing Lamb on the show a couple of, under this show specifically, yeah, exactly. and we had uh, Colin Baden, the CEO of uh, Oakley, on a couple of times. Oh, great. So, yeah. yeah, they're all great, and it's good to hear their personal stories. We have the Chancellor come in. We've had David Pyatt. We've had Philip Chang from Yogurt Land. Mm-hmm. We so had him as well. Right? You're a, rattling off yeah. some of our guests here, right? I think you're copying. I think I we are following our agenda. I think we're following. <laughs> we, that's what we do. We look at your agenda, that's what and I we, thought. we show up, and we say, can we talk to you yeah, next time? You get them first, but we get them I know exactly what you're doing now. But um, we have all kinds of committees that you can participate in, and that's going to give you access to what's happening in the community as well as exposure for your company. Uh, we do have the traditional networking opportunities. We have evening business exchanges that you can go and meet people and meet other vendors that have different products or services. Uh, one of our biggest and signature events is our Business Outlook Breakfast, where we have hmm. over 900 executives. Wow. And it's a partnership with the University of California, Irvine. And in the past... Um, We've had a lot of incredible speakers. We had Rich Carlgard from Forbes. Mm, um, him we yeah. didn't get. We've had your old, your old governor from Michigan, Jennifer Granholm. Oh, yeah. I think she's – I don't know why people like, – I talked to my family back. Chris, they're all the hardcore Republicans, and I'm <laughs> sorry to say I'm not. I'm one of the few in the county that's not. But uh, I thought she was great. I thought she really was uh, – every time I heard her speak, I wasn't there when she was governor, but mm-hmm. I really was impressed watching her speak. Yeah, she was incredible. She And last year we had Christine Romans from CNN. Oh, so wow. there's a lot of opportunity. Well, you've got to invite us sometimes. We've you're, got to, you're welcome to come. All right, put uh, us on your media list. open to anyone. In fact, chamber membership is open to any business, and any business is welcome to join. You're kidding. Now, I would have thought that was not the case, because I'm in here. I guess we're technically in Costa Mesa, although if we cross the street, we're in Santa Ana here. We're mm-hmm. right, at the, right across the South Coast Plaza. And let's see, where does Irvine start from here? Where's the closest piece of Irvine here? I, it's got to be told over. I you, it's right, right outside of this office. <laughs> <laughs> Regional Irvine, right on Main MacArthur, right in that area. You have all these things. I know you do webinars. We've Mm -hmm. been talking about that offline. Talk about those. Why do you do webinars? Because not everybody can get to meetings. I think there's a lot of time poverty issues, so people want to be able <laughs> I like to that learn. Term. I never heard that before, time poverty. I think that's a poverty we all suffer from here. Yeah. Definitely. I think people want to be able to learn and access things right at their desk. It's a world of quick, fast information these days. It is, and 24-7. So, yeah, people we want have an to, answer. We have to provide services that people are in need of and are getting their return on investment for their membership. So that's why we do webinars, because we, we can get mass exposure and have anyone join in to any conversation that we're promoting. Right. So it isn't just a once-and-done thing here where people can go hear something and hopefully then they go to your website, they can listen to it later and download it and find it in other ways, too, and, and, and share it as a resource. Do any chambers, including yours, have what they sometimes call an ombudsman somebody just you call up and you say i don't know where to go and what to do and on a business question where would what kind of permit would i need or is that the city that would handle that it's both it depends on the question but what we have is an incredibly talented group called the ambassadors group Hmm. and they go out they learn a lot about the community and the chamber and they're the ones that are going to deliver your plaque make sure you have any questions that they get answered Um, but again it depends on the specific question we are definitely a resource we get a thousand calls a day of different things and some I'll people bet. are asking about permitting some people are asking about parking tickets that that is not us but we will hmm. get you to the right place we have all of the information and resources to get you the answers you need so not in irvine so you've done a good job here but why are so many chambers suffering there are really some mm-hmm. chambers that are hurting bad and are barely staying alive here what are they just not adapting to the new needs do they not have a big enough business community here is the chamber being replaced or threatened by other sorts of online organizations? What, what do you see on a bigger scale? I know this isn't in Irvine, but, it, <laughs> but across the place, you must have associations sure, of yeah. chambers, and you all get together and 
Yeah, I sit on the board of the Western Association of Chamber Execs, and it, it's kind of all of the above. But I think to be a relevant chamber, you need to be able to provide services that are above and beyond your members' expectations. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a tech company, but you don't have good technology within your own chamber of commerce and you're still faxing people, yes. you've got an issue there. <laughs> right. So you need yeah. to stay above the game. Right. Because I think people, uh, at least uh, that was our feeling. We opened a bar. We, we built a couple of these things. And whatever we built, we built one in Chino. We built mm-hmm. one here. And so we'd immediately join the chamber. And that's sort of like a sign of good faith. We believe in the community. And we could sort of find out who the local printer was and right. what other services and the attorneys in town, other people that we might need server accountants or something here. It was an, And then after a while, you started saying, okay, that was great. Now what? You know, what do I get the next year or the third year out of it? And in many of those cases... Uh, the Chena group was a fun group, but I, they didn't provide what you're talking about. There wasn't, they didn't give us updates on employment uh, mm-hmm. rules and regulations, right. uh, sexual harassment. Uh, empl- employment seems to be one of the big issues that just is changing constantly. Unless you have your own employment attorney, you can be in trouble. You can. It's a very difficult thing in California, and you have to be up to date on the laws. That's why we we have an article actually in our uh, publication called the Business Connection, and we do have a specialist that's an HR lawyer who discusses mm. specific topics in that as well sometimes we'll have seminars or we have a member called Managees and they provide HR resource services so we try to connect people with the right people that have the answers so you know if we don't specifically know about a law like you're saying that's that's a lot and a lot to keep up with right. we'll make sure you get to the right person that does because those workplace rules are changing constantly mm-hmm. and uh, sexual harassment americans with disability i mean some of these have been around for a while but they keep getting updated or mm-hmm. so there's some new case that yeah. threatens to change everything or upend uh, what you used to do and uh, like for example aren't they talking about changing i don't know if it's on a state level or on that federal level or maybe they did just change the when is it overtime mm-hmm. is it is it eight uh, over eight hours in a day or 40 hours in a week yeah. you know there was a bunch of talk about that I, and I, I, am i wrong didn't they debating that or they changed that or something yeah, uh, i see the, here's where i don't want to answer because i want you to give you a long <laughs> answer on that, that well would be i where you need to reach out to the hr specialist. seems like there was something else happening about that and anyway so uh, here you are thinking you've got it covered and if you don't belong to some organization if you're tra- if you don't belong to a trade organization within your industry that's updating you then and it's almost like a, you've got to belong to the community trade organization. How about that? I'm going to call you the community trade sure. organization. Yeah. For all those in trade, uh, we need to be updated on the new rules of trade and what's happening. Do you ever take uh, positions on things, or are you strictly neutral on, I don't know, uh, airport issues, uh, transportation issues, or do you go out and advocate? No, we definitely advocate. It just has to be a business-friendly related initiative. Mm-hmm. So we advocate for what's good for business. We've done things in the past on the health care reform, on workers' comp reform. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the split-roll tax right now. Um, so there's a lot of initiatives out there, but it has what to be relevant What do you think about the split-roll taxing? I didn't huh. even know that this thing existed. And we did this on our AC. We did the show with the ACCOC, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. and they talked about it. I'm like, what? So all of a sudden, we're going to define what it is. I'm going to let you explain well, it, but I was flabbergasted. It's incredibly complicated. It's another way so to tax yeah. the citizenry mm-hmm. here. And the idea is that they can take the tax roll and split it so that certain, because property taxes are fixed, right? And, and, uh, under Prop 13, whatever you paid, that's your property tax. Exactly. And then they're going to find a way to, what, split off the businesses, the tax roll or something here, and find a new way to impose taxes on businesses. Right. Well, the problem is that you'll be defined by specific guidelines, which Mm -hmm. those aren't necessarily defined. So then (laughs) that's kind of the problem with with government. I don't want to get into the split split (laughs) roll tax issue, but I'm telling you, go look. It's something you should keep an eye on for sure. Go Google that one. Look it up. There were some bills in Sacramento recently. I heard that they're trying to, somebody was trying to put a sales tax on professional services. (laughs) So you got to pay 8% yeah. additional to your uh, chiropractor mm-hmm. here or to your lawyer or other sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Those are things that if you don't have the resource, and I guess anybody can join the Orange County Business Council or ACCOC, but they tend to be the bigger businesses, and mm-hmm. OCCOC really tends to be communities and city governments. Right. Where does the little man on the street, where do I go for this, if not the chamber? 
Is there any other resource, or do I have to just... There are certainly other resources, but the chamber would be the right place to go to, because that's the kind of legislation that we're already keeping our eye on. Yeah, It's something that's going to impact And I can call up and say, find out, and you guys will get back to me and give me some updates, or maybe you've got a a, a webinar coming up, or you've got a a seminar coming up, or a luncheon, or something like that, that people can come and learn more about. Do you take direction up or are you just out looking on our behalf because we're too busy making money or do you or do businesses come to you and start saying hey what about this split roll tax thing i'm hearing about and then you start looking into it yeah we have both we have both typically we like to be ahead of the game and on top of it so we're going to bring those issues to you to keep an eye out for but there are lots of business initiatives and issues that come up i mean the people in sacramento are writing things every day they write that's all they they got to do is write laws all day yeah so um, (laughs) there's many times when members bring them straight to us there's also information on our website which is www.irvinechamber.com we have an economic development website and our destination irvine website which has a myriad of information on all three okay well we're going to come back and discuss this and wrap it up try to tie it all together here and talk about the uh, new world of uh, chambers and specifically what the irvine chamber is doing sounds like you're ahead of the game here on a lot of this stuff so we'll see if we can get some more interesting ideas out of you as we wrap this up in just a minute let's face it not all company challenges are the same which is why strategic market intelligence can help identify the actionable information you need to be more competitive Gain a better understanding of your brand, competition, best prospects, or new product opportunities to generate greater revenues in 2015. Call 949-357-9547 or visit www.strategicmarketintelligence.com. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Who knew there was so much to talk about with Chambers of (laughs) Commerce here, huh? Come on. I could keep you all day. I think you could. All right, so we talked about in the first half some of the big industries that are defining Orange County, many of which I don't think get played real well. Why don't we have, I'm going to give you a hard question here. This is kind of a, this is my own little personal soapbox. Why doesn't Orange County have a a, a regional tourism board like Las Vegas does or something where they really promote the, or Palm Springs does, you know, they all have an image and billboards and campaigns and do more to attract tourists and and all that stuff. I know that they do in Anaheim because they've got all the attractions there and they've got a big convention business bureau. But as a is that it? We just come to Disneyland if you're from somewhere no, else and you leave? No, not at all. That's exactly what I'm here to do is educate you. We have an Orange County Visitors Association okay. that works with all of us in conjunction to bring people to the do Orange County Do they do enough? Area. I don't see much about them. I don't hear oh, much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It. They work with the State uh, Visitors Association as well. Okay. So we are all helping each other out through that. And particularly, we have Destination Irvine, which specifically markets our destination and lets people know where to eat, stay, and play in Irvine. Because, for example, we had uh, several people on with this new Arctic, the uh, Anaheim Regional Transportation Intermodal Center, what I think mm-hmm. that's what it stands for. And that was really built with the vision that when people come to stay at Disneyland <laughs> and they come to uh, you know, Knott's Berry Farm, and they come to the two or three other attractions, or they come to the Honda Center, and you know, there's a handful of things, and we come to the stadium, all of which is up there in, you know, well, uh, Knott's Berry's in Buena Park, but, you know, all the rest of it's kind of in Anaheim there. 
why don't we get them to see the rest of the county? Now, maybe Anaheim's not so thrilled to have them go see the rest of the county, or Disneyland in particular would just as soon they stay on the property here. But I would think that after they've done that, there is so much more to see. You've got the beaches. You've got some other museums. You've got so many other things to go down to San Juan Capistrano and see the old mission or something. There's lots of other things here to see and do. And I wonder why we don't seem to have more of a regional branding push for that. And is that just is that just the competition between cities? Is that just uh, the fact that we're not one big city? We're a bunch of independent cities. You know, we're not New York City. We're not L.A. No, I, I like I said, I think we do have that, but I think particular cities have their own like we ourselves are part of the orange county visitors association and then we also have destination irvine Mm -hmm. so places like anaheim they have um dollars that go into their visitors association their convention convention and visitors bureau right and some cities just don't have that right but that's okay i mean that what we do specifically in destination irvine is we help recruit to have companies and conferences and things come to our area so Mm -hmm. they are able to access and see all of what's in orange county specifically irvine so are you guys in competition with uh, huntington beach and irvine and anaheim they're all trying to get the same dollars or or do you work together in some way to 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 spread that around we somewhat work together i mean they're all completely different communities so where they might attract a different type of concert or conference excuse me Mm -hmm. we would attract maybe a more business related conference where they're going to get the um swimsuit show we might get the (laughs) technology show so it just completely depends on what they're looking for but they are realizing as they come to irvine that they have access to all of those things and it's centrally located in the county well you stayed on message here i tried to trip you up here but (laughs) you did well thank you all right so irvine uh what's the future look like and i'll give you another i'll see if i can trip you up one more time here we had um, uh, lucy dunn on from ocbc orange Mm -hmm. county business council council and they do this and i forgot the title of it they'll get mad at me here but it's sort of like uh, workforce projection or something. Basically, they've tried to study and say, if the county just continued to grow, just like it's growing now, people have babies and they have babies and we just, there's a certain amount of growth that just continues and companies continue to grow and add employees at the pace they're doing. Just if we just continue where we're at, that we're going to need like 60,000 new homes and oops, we ran out of space. There's only space left in the south part of the county. There's only open space left to build 20,000 homes on the Great Park and a few other places here. So where are we going to get those? More density. Is that, and I was shocked. And we've done a couple shows on that in different uh, programs here. And I thought, that's a topic I don't hear people talking about. And I don't know if people in Orange County are ready for that. The urbanization of Orange County, the um, uh, multi-story, the need for different sorts of housing other than the single tr- family tract homes that we were built around. Talk about that. What do you see? Irvine's certainly been a leader in uh, planning. Uh, It's where the master plan community was created for Mm -hmm. Pete's sake, or one of the places it was created. People come and study it all the time. And even in the uh, OCBC thing, you guys seem to do better in your housing index than other cities do. Well, that's the brilliancy of the Irvine Company and that they did master plan, and this was the first master plan community in the nation. Mm -hmm. And so every city and county has their own general plan, so they have to follow those guidelines for what's going to happen 2020 and beyond. For Irvine in particular, you can see that we're getting more high density in terms of the apartments. Mm -hmm. Around the the Irvine spectrum Mm -hmm. and stuff there. Exactly. And that seems to be what millennials want. My daughter doesn't want to mow the grass and have a white picket fence. She wants to live on top of Starbucks and go to the movie theater mm-hmm. next door here. Yeah, it, I mean, it's multi-purpose development, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are looking at, they want to be on top of their gym and their hair salon, but right. be able to not have to take care of their yard on the weekends, because there's all these beaches and beautiful things to do, or they want to go out to the great park, whatever it may be. Yeah, but I don't hear that discussion being pushed by many policy types or leaders, because I suspect that they had a development in uh, Huntington Beach that they people scream bloody murder about. Mm-hmm. Uh, down at Dana Point or, or, or uh, San Clemente, where they're building in the headlands and stuff here. And people suddenly go, not in my neighborhood. That's going to bring more traffic. That's going to bring more um, cars and problems and things. And the, the stu- OCBC study is, hey, folks, they're already here. Yeah. And I think that's what we call NIMBYs, the not in my backyard. Yeah, right. And so, you know, there's potential for 
every community to have two sides of the coin. But I think in Irvine, we're well planned out, we're prepared, and we're well ahead of the game on where we should be um, because we are a master plan community. So reach into that purse. Uh, you got a big purse there. There's a lot in there. <laughs> I'm sure there's a little crystal ball on the bottom of that that you refer to all the time. Let's let's gaze into the crystal ball and take a look at where is Irvine 10, 20 years from now? Is it still, would I recognize it? Would it be different? Have you guys, are there crises on the horizon that aren't being discussed enough here that you'd like to bring up? Or what do you see no, when you look? I see, you're going to see continued cultivated growth and development, most likely in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see continued vibrant community. Because it's master planned, you're going to be continuing to see that it's the safest city in America. Mm-hmm. And I really think that you'll why see are you guys diversity. Always a safe, why are you guys always the safest city in America? You must that's be, a question for Chief Maggard. I, mean, I want to know that him, one. But. I mean, come on, we're getting jealous in some of the other cities here. I live in Rancho Santa Margarita and others. We'd like to we'd like to have that mantle for a while here. But Irvine always you is have one to of those. Lock your doors. Always one of the safe. In fact, we had somebody on one of the shows, and he said, you know, we want to do an episode on why we all hate Irvine. We all hate Irvine because it's so pretty and so perfect. We all hate Irvine because they always have the best ranks goals and they're always the safest city. And you know, yeah, we're tired of it already. We want to we want to share the awards here. Well, you you have to just move to Irvine yeah. and see what it's about. <laughs> You're not going to give up any of those no, easily here. I can see. All right, how do people reach you if they want to join the chamber? Why aren't they in already here? And uh, what's what's the potential audience? I mean, if you had everybody in town, how many? You have 800 members. How many businesses? What percentage of businesses don't belong? Is it? Oh, a, a large percentage, um, and it depends because the business license list also includes, like for example, if you own a salon, each of those people have a license. But there's gotcha. about sixteen thousand licenses plus wow. in the city of so, Irvine. Alone. So even though you got eight hundred members, you got a lot of room to grow here. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. So we look forward to having anyone and everyone as part of the Chamber of Commerce. They can contact us at www.irvinechamber.com and speak to anyone on staff, but specifically Kim Sherman, who is our membership director. Okay, and if they want to call you up and 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 say what a good job you're doing or give you some idea, how would they reach you? Is there anybody? Oh, get for good good things that would be my direct line <laughs> only for good things because <laughs> i don't really get those calls very often <laughs> so this is only but good yes, things it would folks. be uh, 660-9112 and that's area code 949 irvine chamber of commerce See, she gave you her phone number i thought she was just going to give you some email that oh, went no, to somebody no. else who would you open it for up. her someone will answer the phone and answer your questions well that's what's impressive about your organization here i really am impressed at what you're doing i i think that uh, the i think it's a somewhat of a marketing challenge to get everybody to become aware of how you've changed and to realize how this county is changing and how Irvine is changing. And we can either be part of that growth or we can sit back and stick our heads in the sand and pretend that it's 1950 or 1960. <laughs> and it ain't going to stay We're not way. going backwards. We're not going backwards. No. All right. Uh, any final thoughts? Any other words? What's coming up? Anything that uh, this is the middle of, for those listening live or in the next few weeks, this is the middle of August. Uh, what events are coming up at the Chamber? So, actually, we have... Our signature event, as I mentioned before, and that's not until January, but our business outlook this year, we've already secured Stuart Varney from Fox News. So I hope that all of you cool. join us for that. Then on 9-1 at the Hotel Irvine, we're having our Exhibit OC, which we're going to have a business-business trade show and a lot of great networking that evening. Okay. So sign up for a booth or just to come. And then also we have our Field of Flags event coming up where you can dedicate a flag to a veteran um, or someone in the military. And that will be done in conjunction with the city, and that is on um, Memorial Day. How, how, or is it Labor Day? Sorry. Yeah, Labor Day. Veterans right. Day. Veterans, Veterans Day. Day. Yes. There we go. All right. I just went through all three of them. Just Could be on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. Well, lots is. of things happening with the Chamber. Check it out. Give us the website one more time, and we'll sign off here. Okay. www.irvinechamber.com. All right. Thanks so much, and thank you for thank listening you. to today's episode of Critical Mass for Business Radio. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 